Hey, honeys, I have something exclusive to tell you. You can hear episodes of my show and 30 others, Harmontown, Drinky Fun Time, Dumpable Town, before anyone else on TuneIn First Play. Lucky you. You can listen right now on the TuneIn app. Play Nashville a week early. You're like living in a time machine, baby. So why don't you check it out? All you have to do is download the TuneIn app and listen for free. This is like being a podcast VIP. Don't forget, they also have live sports, news, music, audiobooks. It's enabled in Apple CarPlay, so I think you should check it out. All you have to do is go to tunein.com slash Natch Butte. Tune in, baby. Feral Audio. Welcome to Twisting the Wind. That was a good one, right? Pretty good. Is that a pretty good one? Now we did it. What we did. What we did. What you 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 for so long, I stole enough from mother me. Oh me, oh my, gonna piss my pants like a big old boy. I piss my pants like a big old boy. I piss my pants like a big old boy. Hey, excuse me, uh, do you know if Billy Bob Thornton will be available anytime soon? I want to ask him some questions about his musical. Never got a chance, got my big boy pants, pissing like a dance, twisting at the wind, wrecking chance. Got a rocket wrench, blasting out my chips, black cone in the chip, black cones in my ribs, smoking everything that drips. Ooh, look at that whack. I'm getting high like a Corvette. Hold on, hold on a second. Jim, Jim, do you know if this, Jim, do you know if this is the right, is this where, is this where we left, Jim, is this where we left off? I'm trying to, I know there, there was supposed to be somebody who's going to come in here and look at this before we had, had it, it's still, it's still doing it. Jim, it's, yeah, it's still doing it, it's still doing the thing. Do you hear do you hear that? It's still doing. It's still doing the thing. It's like making that sound. Like, uh, hold on, hold on. Okay, I think we're we're getting close. We're getting. We're getting. We're right there. We were right. We were right. We 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 were right. We were we were right where. We we were right where. We were right. We were right. For Christ's sakes. Shim, gam, gal, gal, grow, gal, gal, bro, golf pro, golf pro, golf pro, golf pro, golf, golf pro, golf, golf, big golf show. It's a golf. It's a golf show. It's just a fucking golf. It's a golf. It's a golf show. Hey, welcome to Twisting the Wind. My name is Johnny Pemberton. I am speaking into the mic right now. I'm speaking into it like it's a mic. I would never talk to a person like this. Not even once would I ever be like, hey, buddy, look, do you want to know about religion? I guess if I was talking about, if I was going to be like that, if I was going to be like, hey, you want to know about religion? Then I would talk into the mic like I'm talking to you. But, you know, that's okay. That's what we're here for. It's a rarefied audio experience. That's what it is. That's what you're doing here. You're now here on Twisting the Wind. I'm at a place right now where I don't even know what's coming out, what's going to be given. I'm looking at, I know that it's recording. I know the future is coming no matter what. It's like, you know, it's radiation. I was like, you know that Alanis Morissette song where she's like, it's like radiation. Because I don't know if you know that, but that's actually what she's saying because that bass drum 
It has like it's a Jason drum. That's when you hit it, it goes Jason, 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 which sounds kind of like the floor tom, which goes Jason, Jason, Jason. So it's like Jason, Jason. <laughs> That's if you just hit the floor tom on the bass drum because she's singing. It's like rain on, but he's the bass drum comes in right after she says it's like radiation. So it's like it's like radiation. Which is hard for you to get clean of, unless you got us. It really is hard to get clean of radiation. Did you know that? Pause, pause, look it up. Big show. <clears throat> so it's a big old show here. Uh, I want to thank you for your correspondence. Those have been sweet. Thank you so much. Thanks for your continued patience and listening to the show for twist, listening to Twisting the Wind. I just ate like the tiniest amount of granola, just like an insignificant amount of granola. And now it's like doing that thing where it's like, hello, you, you remember us? You know, you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like, what does it take to wash you down? The older I get, the more I find I have to really wash things down. It's like, but I don't, but the older I get, it's also the harder it is to drink milk. So, I mean, what do you do? <laughs> it's not life, though. That's just life. You know, you get older. The thing that's causing the problem needs something else that causes the problem to stop the problem that the thing that caused the problem caused in the first place. You know what I mean? <laughs> is that, is that not what getting old is? If it isn't, I don't know what getting old is. I don't even know what that means. Say anything in that tone, and you're going to say the same thing. People are going to hear the same thing as long as you say it in the same tone. But if you change up the tone, they're going to hear it in a different way. What if I was a priest talking to you like this? You probably would like it, but now, I don't know. I don't know. I had a priest back in the day. I went to Catholic school. I remember I had a priest named Father... It doesn't matter. Can I say that? I can, talk, I can say it. His name is Father Man. But his name was spelled wrong. It was like Mahon. And this guy loved the dramatic pause at the altar. Just like the real, like, Jesus. <laughs> just Jesus said unto these disciples, Fish. I give him fish. Did he give him fish? Were the fish that he gave fishes, or were they a metaphor for something else in the church? He didn't talk like that at all. That wasn't his accent. I don't know if he even had an accent, but people like to joke about him. He, I don't even know. I remember him coming out of my friend Steve's house. He Coming out of my friend Steve's house, he hung out with my friend Steve's dad, and they would sit around talking about scripture, drinking on some Baileys, some Baileys Irish cream. You know, I guess that's a thing. You know, if you're a priest, I guess you have a, you have a social life a little bit, but so still to this day, don't understand the how, how you do that. How do you be a priest? How do you just be like, yep, I just, I'm not going to have anything to do with the things that my body was designed to do. Nope. And I'll keep shitting. And, you know, I'll, I'll masturbate furiously many times a day. I won't tell anyone about it or say that I do. But I, um, but I will. But I definitely won't engage in any sort of uh, actual act of procreation whatsoever until it just sort of backs up deep in my brain and curdles into some sort of a weird fucking goblin that bites my brain stem and makes me want to suck on a baby dick. Or worse, or maybe slightly better. Is that what happens? I don't know. But for some reason, I respect monks more. Why do I have more respect for monks than priests? The only kind of priests I do respect are the kind of like in like a World of Warcraft or Dungeons and Dragons sense, the kind that, you know, heal you, <laughs> heal you in battle and cast spells and shit, and maybe have like a, a staff that looks like it's used for walking, but it's actually used for spinning at a high rate and cracking a skull by surprise in a dusty, dank tavern on the Shire. <laughs> I'm trying to get some fucking water to the shire. Yeah, those priests. But monks, I feel like monks are a little different, huh? Maybe it's like because they're just, they have the brotherhood, so they can kind of just all do like some sort of magnificent circle jerk that creates, that summons up like a pleasure spirit that like, yeah, you know, we we don't have sex with other living things, but when we do when we do masturbate together after we've baked our bread and done our, our 10% alcohol specialty brew, there's this special kind of synergy we create that we all just blast forth at once, and it's okay, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I'm glad I talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I talked about that. Yeah. Um, there's so many things to talk about here. I, I feel like I this is an underused platform for me. I like I like to give you guys a nice, you know, taste of what's beneath the. <laughs> I was about to quote Cool Keith, I believe. Give you a taste of what's beneath the waist. Maybe that's Quasimodo. I don't know. Either, either way, they're they're nuts. Up to the nuts and guts. Something also I've been saying. I don't know who said that. Who's the gross guy who said up to my nuts and guts? Somebody said that. Either way, I feel like I haven't been providing you guys with enough commentary here at the top. But I'm, I'm going to do it again. I just said you guys. You guys. Uh, you guys want to uh, move your car? You guys. Fucking you guys. I hate that I say you guys. It's terrible. You guys. You guys. Hey, uh, welcome to You Guys Pizza. Uh, who, who's works here? Oh, guys, you know, you guys. Uh, you Guys Pizza. What do you want? Garlic knot, garlic bread, garlic garlic boy, garlic drink boy, yogurt boy. Um, You want like a blaster pizza with cheese cheese? You want some uh, double cheese buddy huck fuck boo boo? Uh, we got uh, garlic meatball exploders. We got uh, jack blasters. Uh, here, you know, you guys, you get all the fucking pizza you need. You get all the garlic blasting you. We got a roasted, toasted, flyed it, floasted. Uh, floss don't want not forget the floss after you get the cheesy gooks we got the cheesy gookies we got the plumbos got the uh, plumber's friend plumber's friend that's the nonce that's the soy cheese here at you guys pizza fuckers you guys pizza fuckers but fuck the pizza for you so you don't guys have to fuck the pizza <sighs> give me a somebody somebody just put that fucking guy out of his misery I'm getting real tired of hearing him talk about those fucking pizza branches and all that other bullshit, okay? I'm getting real tired of it. So here's the deal about this episode. I'm going to tell you the truth right now. I don't have a real interview lined up because it just has been the way it's been this past certain amount of time. So what I'm going to do is give you something that I've heard by request from listeners in the past to do again. And that's an all-music, all-commentary episode. I'm probably going to touch on a couple bands here, a couple musical artists, and just keep it that way. You may remember this from the episode Destocked, Defrocked and Restocked. There's also a one called Impersound Crappy Portal. While both of those are solo episodes. If you want to pre-listen right now, you want to stop down, give it a pause, and go back and listen to a solo episode to make sure you know what you're getting into before you get into it. By all means, do that. By all means, go ahead and do that. I want mine for a slice of a minute, y'all. But if you're familiar, if you're ready, if you ain't worried to the touch of a guy named Jerry Such, if you've got the gumption, you got the mind about you, the readiness, the fearfulness, the hopscotch, dunk butter, hucklepuck, stuck tutter. If you got a stutter, you need to lay down in a shallow ditch, put out to dry, put out to pasture, lay slow down as I get a little faster, snake bit, hip tit, and shotgun motherfucking trip grip. <laughs> If that doesn't bother you, then please go ahead. Stay in what the zone is. But let me say a couple things real quick before we move on. That's what affects Howard. If you want to contact the podcast, it's twistingthewind at gmail.com. If you want to help the podcast, go to feralaudio.com and click on the donate button on the Feral Audio page. Or even better yet, help yourself by helping us and helping yourself at the same time by shopping on the Amazon website through our Amazon.com portal, which is accessed next to the button of the donation thing I just mentioned. And obviously, it's not a direct form of payment. It's a little bit oblique. It's a percentage, but you know what? Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do just to get inside of a panty liner. So, all that being said, um, 
I hope you're ready to break bread. Uh, I, I really rhymed way too much accidentally back then. You know, that's a, that's a thing. I just want to touch down on this little Delta Dream real quick. Accidental rhyming. Annoying or fun? I don't know. I kind of find it annoying, especially when I do it. Oops, I just rhymed. Didn't mean to. But there's people out there I think would be would be like, oh, you know what? Oh, my God, I wish I accidentally rhymed all the time in speech without trying. Oh, my God, I would love that. So I guess I should be happy from accidental rhymes and feel like there's a sorority girl or like a like a guy who works at a small engine repair shop somewhere out there in the Ukraine who wishes they did that all the time. Okay. <laughs> I'll probably play a little clip of some weird interview. Maybe like a little, I might, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do a microphone interview. This episode, I just decided what it's going to be. It's going to be two microphone interviews and three <laughs> musical flanked by three musical rec- recommendations. First comes music, then comes little microphone interviews. Okay. Bye. Crack the bone. It's back. The Twisting the Wind musical section begins now. Now. Okay, buddies. Here's the here's the here's the here's the This band is called Radioactivity, and it's mainly the project of a man named Jeff Burke, who used to be in a cool band called The Marked Men, and The Mind Spiders, and other bands, but those are the most notable ones. I'm really not speaking from any kind of real experience here. This is probably like, of all the music and bands I've talked about on this program this is i know the least about all i know is that i just fucking can't stop listening to it and it's fucking driving me crazy it's like uh, i don't know what to say other than it's just something like these guys have unzipped some sort of weird little niche in my brain that i didn't know was craving this sort of i mean i use the word blast a lot i know i, I overuse it more than any person ever but what these guys do is a true sonic blast it really is it's a fucking just it's so tight and so just how am i say this word this is the word i've been saving for these guys especially it's sassy <laughs> i don't know if you hate that or love it but it's sassy it's like the coolest it's the sassiest shit i've ever heard and i love it uh first song i'm gonna play for you here is uh track seven off their lp self-titled lp it's called Get straight. The song, not the LP.
Okay, am I excused for saying blast, right? I think I am. Fucking deep, hard motherfucking blast. The Marked Men. No, sorry, it's not The Marked Men. It's Radioactivity, but it's ex-members of The Marked Men with Get Straight. See what I'm saying? It's just so fucking sassy. It's like they're, it sounds to me like, a, it's, like a, it's like the ultimate teenage band, but it's not teenagers. Those are not teenagers playing that music. It's got that fucking teen energy, but like the tightness of the most fucking hardcore band of Marines, it feels like. You know what I mean? That shit's indestructible. It's got like that weird bandwidth where you're only hearing like this, only this punching, like this big fucking round punch tunnel of tone. That I previously have only really heard with the OCs, and I feel like these guys are, these guys get the whole, they get the tone game, which is a big game, the tone game. They got that fucking punch tunnel. Fuck, fuck yeah! Oh, oh, oh! I want to play one more song from them off this same album. It's the only album that's out right now. And I want to say thank you to Stephen Shore. I wouldn't have known about this band unless Stephen didn't send me an email saying, listen to this, and I did. Stephen Shore, great friend, former host of the all former co-host of the WVFS Tallahassee Friday Night Show, also known as the uh, Friday Night All Request Pajami Jam. Feel free to go back and look in the non-existent archives and uh, and listen to WVFS Tallahassee eighty nine point seven FM, the Voice of Florida State. You know the guys who won the championship. Yep, did it again. What the fuck am I talking about? Here it is, a song. This is called Don't Try. Also, buy this fucking album. I'm going to put a link to it on the website. Get it. You can get it on Bandcamp. You can get it on Amazon through through our feral audio portal, like I said before. But just fucking buy it. It's not that expensive. And there's no reason not to own it because it sounds so much better than you're going to hear right now. What? that song was it was like a minute and 34 seconds i think how the fuck do you do that you just did that <laughs> i guess you don't try which is the name of the song radioactivity go buy the goddamn album that's what i'm talking about that sass you know what i mean it's like the eyes are rolling back in the head leaning forward i think i talked about that on the podcast a while ago about how like that's kind of why i like the ocs so much is i feel like all their music is leaning forward it's like they're just fucking can't get close. They're just fucking sticking it in your face, leaning forward, like the chest out. I don't want to liken something to Mick Jagger because the Stones, you know, who cares? But it's that. It's that fucking just sass. <laughs> I love it. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I can knee my knee through a, a door or something or really just you know you can kind of you know how there's people who can jump through a window and not get hurt i think that's what that music is or at least helps you do or something like that it's maybe i'll call it teen energy teen energy that's what that is okay okay Okay, 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 okay. Um, maybe we'll go, we're gonna go talk to somebody now. And then maybe we'll play some more music later.
right now. Make sure you rate and review the fucking podcast on iTunes. Got a cool little interview here now. This is with a guy who I kind of met, I met randomly. I met this guy randomly at the uh, farmer's market here. Uh, my kind of local farmer's market and this guy had this booth um, something to do with <laughs> with like some weird sort of cat spirituality kind of thing it's hard to describe but I just you know peeked in and looked and he started talking talking to me quite a bit and uh, got his <laughs> I got his phone number and um, so I'm a, I, he, he's down for a little interview. His name is Phil Gower. Very interesting man. Um, I don't really know how to describe him other than to say he well, describe how he describes himself, which is a self-taught student of the world. <laughs> so uh, I have a little interview here now with Phil Gower. Please enjoy. Please enjoy. So um, how... I'm, we're talking with Phil Gower right now. Or I'm talking with Phil Gower and Phil Gower. Um, what are you? I mean, you're known for a lot of different things, but what is your what is your primary? What what's like the driving force in your life? Would you say? Oh, well, you know, I'm a student of the world, and uh, you know, I like to say I'm uh, a, a, a student of the world, and uh, all too often a stay-at-home free spirit. But I, I do like to venture out as often as I can. Okay, so in which of course I do because when the world's your classroom, you got to. So right, well, that's why I want to talk to you about because wanted because you're like a a really renowned travel expert and you've really been to a lot of different places and you've seen a lot of things that a lot of people haven't even uh, had a chance to look at or even for that matter are willing to open themselves up to. So that's why I wanted to talk to you. Absolutely, about that absolutely. Stuff. I've been everywhere from from uh, Peru to Phoenix and everywhere in between. I like that because Phoenix, a lot of people don't realize that that starts with a P, right? Is that sort of what you did there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, what do you, what is that? What are the, what are your favorite parts of the Southwest? Oh, the Southwest. I love, I love the sunsets in New Mexico, uh, particularly around Santa Fe. There's also a, a, a couple great stores down there that I love. Uh, Crystal Crossings is one of them. Crystal Crossings. And, uh, okay. Crystal Crossings, and uh, they have a lot of really great Native American uh, artifacts and that sort of thing, uh, draperies and beads and that sort of thing. So they sort of, uh, you know, they 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 steal my heart every time I'm there. That sounds <laughs> it's, amazing. It's a, it's a, Native Americans say that uh, taking a photograph of them can uh, steal their soul, uh, and for me, uh, Crystal Crossing steals mine. So it's kind of a tit for tat, so to speak, when I'm down there. So it's like the store version of a photograph. It, in so many words, yeah. That's amazing. So now, from a Native American from a Native American perspective. Well, now, what first drew you to crystals? What how, what, how did you first sort of uh, get into crystal? Crystal is it crystology? Guess, or what is it called exactly? I'm not familiar. Well, that's kind of a heated debate, so I don't really want to open up that can of worms right now. But okay. I can tell you what drew me to the. The, the art and the, and the love of, uh, my own love affair with, uh, with crystals, if you will. Uh, it's probably about the time I was about 11 year old boy. I, um, I was at a museum shop and, uh, I was looking through, you know, there, uh, you know, mom and dad said you can, well, actually it was just dad at this point, but it was, uh, they, he said, you know, you pick out, uh, a toy or anything you want. I looked around, they dinosaurs, which are neat, you know, but they're, they're a little too mean spirited for me. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I looked through all these sorts of they had little cardboard drawers. I don't know if you call them drawers, but they're little boxes on shelves. And uh, sure enough, I opened up one, and it was just the most gorgeous purple crystal I'd ever found. So, um, and I wish I could say that I still had it to this to this day, but unfortunately, about about three days later, uh, someone in the schoolyard threw it over a fence. Oh, you, you can but, never uh, you can never get it back, huh? 
Hey, the, the one that got away. <laughs> Would you say that's sort but, of a big, uh, is that a big part of your life? The fact that you sort of lost that early, that first crystal is, has that driven you to find crystals throughout it your did. life? It did. It sent me somewhat, it sent me somewhat on a, on a, on a journey to, uh, to find another. It's a, or another one just as good, or hopefully that one again. It's sort of that crystal sort of became my Moby Richard. Okay. Uh, I noticed you say Moby Richard instead of Moby Dick. Is there a reason for that? Do you not, uh, you don't curse? Uh, I don't like sort of the, uh, I don't know, the, the, I don't know how you'd say it, the, sort of the implications of of the first option uh, of what most people refer to as okay. Moby, it, please using someone else's words here, Moby Dick. It's just too aggressive. Okay, so is, is that something, do you have like, um, a lot of people have linked crystals and penises. Is that something that you find to be true? Well, that's apples and oranges. The use of the word, again, dick is just, uh, it, it comes from a very, I consider myself a male feminist, and I just don't like to use those words okay. uh, willy-nilly. Or, uh, free, freely, freely. So, so what is your preferred nomenclature for the male and female sex organs then? Um, appendage, probably. Appendage, and to, even for females, because theirs is more of an internal organ, wouldn't you say? That's true. That's true. Semantics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, semantics. Some man ticks. <sighs> What, now, what in your, in your travels? Uh, what is the it, most uh, exotic thing you've encountered? Uh, hmm. Living or architecture? Um, I think I mean living. Yeah, in terms of like maybe like a like a personal encounter, any sort of a uh, anything really kind of steamy, so to speak. Uh, a number of years ago at the San Diego Zoo, I um, happened to see a white Bengal tiger, which was pretty fantastic so it reminded me of one of my own cats so and and i do believe that you can communicate through thought and i you know some people laugh but i i on that day i knew that 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 bingle tiger was talking to me and i was able to relay the message to my own cat now what was that message oh it's just kind of like a warm hello and just to let it just to let him know like I know you're, you know, even if you're in a house in a city, I'm still thinking about you out here in the jungle. Oh, yeah. like, like a, I mean, an, well, go ahead, sorry. It was, a, it, was a, it was a facility, of course, but, you know, it had more of a jungle-like atmosphere and theme, and, and obviously that Bengal tiger had come from, uh, uh, you know, its homeland where it would spend more of its time outdoors in nature, so. Have you ever visited those type of uh, homelands in, in Bengal? Uh, unfortunately, I haven't. I well, I've been having some. I'd rather not get into it, but I, just, I, I do not care for the TSA. So. Oh, you I'll don't. Okay. That and, Is has there? Um, we're talking about the uh, the Transportation Safety Administration, I believe, is what they're referred to as now, right? Um, what? Uh, yes. What is uh, what is your? For some reason, some of them think that uh, vegan body butter and an assortment of essential oils and lotions count as uh, terrorist elements, and I seem to disagree. And so we sort of. I ended up agreeing to disagree, and I wasn't able to catch my last flight. It wasn't to the Savannah or anything like that, but uh, it was just a quick trip to just to. I mean, honestly, I don't. If I start talking about it, it's just going to keep. I'm I'm saying I'm going to unravel. So I really oh. not. I was on a quick trip to Sacramento, and all kinds of crap just happened, and and I'm not. Not a fan of the TSA. So did, no, did they touch story. you or anything, or how, how did it, what was happening? Well, that part didn't bother me. It's the part that um, basically I'm an American citizen. Uh, I mean, I consider myself personally a world citizen, so none of this should apply. But by their rules and the walls they like to put around people, um, I should have been completely void and null of any issues. Uh, you know, a number of, uh, as I said, essential oils, do not does not count as a terrorist weapon. I don't care how many ounces it is. Oh, really? So they they accused you of being a terrorist just because of of essential oils, huh? Well, that's what they were implying. That's what they were implying. Uh, hmm. What they said could have been a quick stop, which I felt as a total, you know, just a total disregard of my rights as a human. Okay, um, they then quickly turned into about a seven hour 
delay in a small room, which uh, just became an endless circle of questions. And, uh, you know, I repeated the same answers to them more than I repeat my own mantra every night. So it was pretty... It was pretty excessive. <laughs> what is your mantra? So, uh, needless to say, I didn't make it to, I didn't make it up to sack. So, you know, <laughs> I had to put my tail between my wings and, uh, and lick my wings and head home. So that's a fun expression, tail between the wings. So some people, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I, I carry more than one spirit animal. That's my secret. So. When did you first start uh, feeling like you were in touch with nature the way you are right now? Oh, again, probably since I was a child. It's always just been a natural inclination of mine to to, to run out and be part of it. Uh, I remember I was in the Cub Scouts. I was always the kid that ran off on his own, um, normally after a few bouts of uh, unpleasantries spoken by other uh, cubs. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. I, I always went out and ventured on my own into the forest, and uh, and that's when I really felt... Uh, I felt, you know, some would think alone, but that's when I actually felt a part of something, and I was able to become one with the, the animals and the woods around me and, and that sort of thing. So probably since a young age, and probably about, I guess it was about during that six-month stint as a, as, a, as a Boy Scout of America that I, that I, I my fondness for nature grew exponentially. Amazing. Did you not, what are you working on currently? Is there anything that we, the people can look forward to, uh, from Phil Gower? Well, currently I'm working from home. So, uh, which isn't too new, but uh, right now I'm selling uh, a number of, uh, sort of, uh, hookah shell shaped or not hookah shell shaped, but, uh, but owls and things like that, owls and animals that are created out of hookah shells, out of mm. hookah shell sculptures of animals and things like that. Wow. And we're selling those online with my ex-wife, uh, my ex-wife Nicolette here at the Okay, house. so you guys are still together. You, you, you live with your ex-wife. For, for the kids, yeah. For okay. the kids, we've stayed together. And by kids, do you mean children or do you mean cats? Well, they're one and the same, uh, but uh, in layman's terms, cats, yeah. Okay. How many do you have? Uh, we've got three little devils right now, right. and uh, we are we are just loving them. So yeah, you you can't split those up, especially in the number of three. But, right. Yeah. Is there something about cats that you're drawn to specifically? Uh, I'm most certainly drawn to them, and I, I I think it's fair to say they're pretty drawn to me. So it's a, it's a pretty mutual relationship. Uh, you know, I bring out the food, and they come running. That sounds yeah. I love cats are uh, they're pretty interesting creatures. I'm not a big fan myself, but I do acknowledge their their existence. You know, I'm not really. They don't do much more than well, that. Well, maybe maybe one day you'll come around. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely did. I'm kind of waiting for the cats to come around first. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, you sure. know. Yeah. So now, what what are you, are you involved in anything in California politics? I know you're a pretty big progressive politician in terms of local and regional politics and whatnot. Uh, anything on the yeah, on the horizon or on the, on the pulse? Absolutely. I am very involved politically. Thank you for bringing up. But I choose not to vote because I don't want to participate in a system I don't believe in. Okay. So then how do you involve yourself then? Uh, I, I uh, hand out literature. I try to get signatures signed out in front of groceries a lot mm-hmm. of times for, uh, for causes I believe in. And, uh, you know, that sort of thing. A lot of grassroots effort, you know, because you can't, uh, if you're going to make a difference, you got to start at your doorstep. What are you involved with currently? Or grocery doorsteps also. Yeah, what's the grocery store thing? Uh, You know, Greenpeace, but sometimes I feel like they're not quite pushing it hard enough Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, A number of things. Also a lot of feline rescue organizations. Um, What do you think about this? You know, that's where it gets me. Okay. What do you think about this whole current thing right now where uh, California, at least in Los Angeles, that you can't, you have to pay for bags, you have to pay for um, a paper bag unless you bring, if you don't bring your own bags, you have to pay for bags. It's a double-edged sword because on one hand, I absolutely appreciate the idea of not sending more of these bags marching out the landfills and mm-hmm. having, bir- having them wind up in birds' mouths and that sort of thing, but on the other hand, you know, it's a pain when I leave my, when I forget my, my own bags in the car and I'm in the store and I'm in a rush and all of a sudden, eh, it's a couple of dimes to, to grab my, to grab my milk and everything. Yeah. So, these, uh, you know, 
rice milk's not going to carry itself. That's what I tell them. So much like the TSA, I've had I've had a couple altercations. Oh, really? Over at the uh, over at uh, Trader Joe's and some other places. Oh, what happened? But uh, nothing I couldn't handle. So uh, words were exchanged. Things got a little heated. Uh, but you know, I'm not going to eat dry cereal, so I had to you know kind of. Cool my jets and land the plane. Just, you know, take one for the team. So that's yeah, happened about three or four times now. So, you know, I tell them, you know, hey, if you've got someone who's willing to go out to my car and, you know, when I take the car, well, see, the thing is most of the time I take my bicycle. So a lot mm-hmm. of times I don't even have a place for the bag. So uh, wow. you know, the carry bags with me and then I've got a little basket. It's a whole thing. So when you say take one for the team, what does that mean literally? Uh, for myself and, and the causes I, I believe in. So, I mean, but like literally when you say take one for the team, does that mean like you've been uh, punched or uh, slapped or had someone... Um... Well, it just sort of means I've decided to go from uh, wolf to sheep and just sort of, uh, you know, buy the bags. So. so, like, take it up the ass, so to speak. In so many words, in so many words. Okay. Uh, you know, take it up the ass with a couple dimes. So. Uh-huh. Have you ever experienced the love of a man in any of your travels overseas? I've got a lot of great male friends. So, uh, yeah, of course we traveled together. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've gone to a lot of retreats and those sort of things where there's chanting and embracing and, you know, all the all the things. You know, but I don't, again, you know, like m- m- most of the guys at my male feminist groups are a very loving group. So, absolutely. So, how did, how did that get started? How did you get into that? I guess uh, you can you can all go back to the good old message boards on the uh, Internet Explorer. Uh, okay, back around old school. So wow, yeah, you're old old pro at the internet, huh? I didn't know that. Absolutely, I've been there. I've been there for a while. <laughs> now, what do you think about? I this, still actually uh, have a few AOL discs, so really? um, uh, you know, maybe I'll take those to a uh, to an antique shop someday. <laughs> That's what my friend Leslie said. I can't take her joke. She said that, but uh, but absolutely, I'm definitely I am definitely in tune with the internet. Uh, you're also, I know you're involved in a lot of uh, music of different sorts, uh, cosmic and spiritual and different um, sort of like rebirth music, like ethnic music that's been re... I, I, all world music, ethnic mm-hmm. music. I, I actually have my own group of, uh, 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 my own sort of motley group of uh, of, um, of uh, merry meddlers, I like to say. Um, and, and we are called Phil Gower's Enchanted Percussion. And uh, thank you very much. We actually um, perform sometimes at farmers markets around town, sometimes at Santa Monica Promenade, and it's just a real treat. We try to get out as much as we can, uh, as much as we can, and uh, you know, um, uh, drum circles, of course. Sometimes we'll bring the whole group to a drum circle and we'll try to get them to join our our song. It, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a push and pull, but um, but we we do love going out and performing for the people because that's and free of charge most of the time, um, unless it's a cover charge if we're performing at a, a lounge or something like that. So oh, that would be fun. Often, that sounds we, fun. You know, we're trying sending out, trying to get out the emails and stuff, the email list. But, um, you know, nevertheless, it's a lot of fun, and we have a ball doing it. So Cool. Well, two questions for you here. What is your favorite sound, and what is your favorite instrument? Favorite sound uh, has, to be, has to be purring. Could you do a, can you uh, give us an um, example of that real quick? Uh, I've actually happened to have one of my little, little fuzzy companions on my lap right now. Wow. You want to purr for him? You want to purr for him? Make him. Is he gonna purr? I don't. I don't hear anything. Come on. No, you stay on my lap. No, no, no. Stay on my lap. Stay on my lap. Stay on. Stay on my lap. Don't. Stay on my lap. Don't. Watch. Watch the backlog. Is everything okay? Ow! Okay. Um. Yeah. Are you all right there? Yeah, that's that's one of my least favorite sounds you just heard. So. Oh, that was a, a he's sort of going through a thing right now. So, <laughs> got it. So that was a little cat scratch fever of sorts, huh? Yeah. Well, what about your favorite instrument then? Since that the whole cat part didn't really work out. Uh, probably the djembe. The djembe. Yeah. That's like an African drum, I believe, right? Absolutely. Beautiful. 
I love a, I love a good djembe as well. That sounds really cool. I uh, so do I. And if you get a good djembe, the sound isn't the only beautiful thing. A lot of times they have a lot of ornate uh, designs and things on them uh, coming right from the motherland's uh, creative nature. So it's a lot of fun. Oh, cool. That sounds great. Well, Phil, is there any place that, pe- that our listeners can check you out online or anything like that? Um, just to uh, get involved in your whole movement of sorts? I had a Friendster account until recently, and then I, I got some strange email about it saying they didn't, I didn't update it in time or something, and I went to it, and there was just a bunch of Asian people, and that, and which is great, but I, I can't seem to access it now. So, Okay. I don't know. Well, that's... If you look up Phil Gower, uh, Enchanted Rainforest, uh, Friendster, if you Google that, you might have some luck. Uh, you might be able to get to the page, but I can't actually write you back. So. Okay, well, I'll, I'll put that link up online. Thanks for talking to me, Phil. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so, take care, man. Uh, have, have, have a wonderful day, and, uh, and, and enjoy all that Earth offers, and uh, namaste. Namaste to you, too. Bye. Bye. I said, dang down the baby, dang down the mutt, gonna dang down the mud bug, ding dang butt, oh, dang down the baby, no, it's like this, dang down the mountain, dang down the butt, dang down the baby, dang until you throw up, I said, I said, I dang down the baby, dang down the butt. A ding down the mountain top, ding a dong boob up. Ding dong. That was a little song right there called Ding Dong the Mountain. It's a song about ding, just, you know, when you see something, just ding dong. Just give a little fucking ding ding. Okay. We're back here uh, in a, the middle ending section of Twisting the Wind number four. <laughs> Uh, I want to play a couple more songs for you real quick and then, you know, step on out. This is something, I don't even know what to tell you about this one because I, um, I've wanted to play this song for a long time, but I couldn't for the life of me fucking figure out what it is. I, uh, here's the deal. Some guys I knew in college, some heads, you know, some classic heads into hot shit. They ripped this record from the music library 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 at the college and they didn't track name anything and i thought for a long time i had figured out what it was but i didn't maybe you can figure it out maybe i did figure it out but i forgot that i figured it out and i never rectified the situation because of the way things work but what it is was some hawaiian steel guitar from like the early 30s maybe even like the late 20s i don't know but whatever it is it is <laughs> It is fucking deep, deep rip. It's fucking thousand percent rip. And I want you to like it. It's great. Maybe you can find out what it is and you can tell me and you can, I can tell everyone else through here. It's just a nice little, it's a nice little, very, very old, wonderfully recorded little Hawaiian guitar ditty that smashes rocks with just its mere simplicity. Enjoy it.
Oh, yeah. Uh, that right there was a song that I don't know the name of, but you just heard it. I'll call it Beauty Beauty. <laughs> uh, something from a long time ago from Hawaii. I think that song is proof that people have always known exactly what they're doing in terms of like, okay, you ready for this part? Are you ready for this? It's about to get fucking, it's about to, it's about to destroy. You know, you think like, I always, I used to think that was like a modern thing. Like the idea of like, uh, I'm trying to think of what I'm even saying here. I don't mean a crescendo. I don't know. Just the idea of like something like really blasting and really dropping in and becoming ripping like that being a product of electronic music or at least music that is being aided by electricity, like guitars or things that are loud that allow you to do that sort of dynamic volume thing where it just drops in and blasts you away, which does happen. Maybe it happens more because it's easier to do it because with, uh, of the technology of electricity. But that little song right there, when they when the fucking drums come back in in the second half of the song, that is just a goddamn back wall of a fucking hurricane right there. I mean, those drums sound like they're the size of a small house. They're just fucking cracking. Fuck me. <laughs> I can't even stand it. It's so good, right? That should be that should be a house mix. You know what I mean? That, yeah. But seriously, somebody, somebody fucking, fucking murder me for just saying what I did. Yeah. So track that song down, find out what the name is, and email me here at twistingthewind at gmail.com. Okay. Going from something I know nothing about to something I know too much about, but I'm still going to say the same amount that I said before about the thing I knew nothing because this there's so much to be said that to try to say enough is to say not enough and just to sort of, you know, you know, it's just a, why Alton Ellis, he's a reggae singer. He's sort of like the preeminent singer for the rock steady movement of the late sixties. My favorite genre of reggae, my favorite genre of music of all fucking human time ever rock steady. He, uh, Alton Ellis is the first, uh, first reggae record I ever bought. Alton Ellis sings rock and soul on the Coxon label, Studio One. Still a great record. I recommend it. But I want, I don't, I don't know if I've talked about Alton Ellis on the podcast before. I may have, I may haven't. I could talk about him every single episode and it wouldn't matter because the guy is so heavy. So here's something super, super heavy by him. I think I can, I can listen to this song over and over and over again, like sing over it. Like it should be, the back backing track for several rap songs it is and it should be just doing all these things it should be like the fucking the sound that ufos make when they land you know this is what should be coming out of their ultrasonic thrusters is some sort of a weird repetitive sonic boom of a, of a thrust blast that just goes okay, we're here that's what this should be but it's not so it's okay that's fine aliens are we'll figure it out eventually maybe it's our job to use this to when we go see our aliens thousands of billions of years from now. Either way, this song's called You Make Me Happy. It's easily obtained on the Studio One Disco Mix uh, compilation. That whole compilation is just, it's, it's so fucking good. It's, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so it makes me angry. <laughs> uh, here it is. Control. You touch my very soul. You always show me that loving you is where it's at. You make me so very happy, and I'm so glad you came into my life. Oh. I 
control You touch my very soul You always show me that Loving you is where it's at You make me so Very happy And I'm so glad Alice, you make me so very happy. That appears on the Studio One Disco Mix CD <laughs> CD album. I don't know if you can get an MP3 of it. I tried to find it. I don't think it's available, but maybe it is. But maybe just not through our Amazon.com portal. Either way, check it out. It originally appears 
as a more stripped down version of the song on an earlier album he did called Cry Tough. Um, I think that's right. Or maybe actually might've been on Sunday coming. Um, probably there's probably multiple, multiple different versions of it. All, all good. All good. Like with most, like, <laughs> I can't even fucking talk. Yeah, you can't talk. Uh, like with most reggae songs, it is a, with a lot of reggae songs, with a lot of songs of the era. You just said it's most. It's a cover of an American song. It's a blood, sweat and tears song. Yeah. That he's covering there. But that's the thing about so many of these, that's a thing, that's these a reggae thing songs, so is their versions of them are so much more, more rooted soul, and so soulful. much more soulful, soulful than what they're drawing yeah. from. It just like, it just kills me how it like they're you? able to own a song more so than the person who originally wrote and performed it. Yeah. It happens all the goddamn time. It's yeah, like yeah. the story of Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. And once they ran out of that shit, they was like, oh, let's write our own and I'll make it I'm not going to do the history of reggae here. Nope. Can you believe I almost started doing that? You did. I don't know enough to even do that. I'm not qualified. Nope. I'm not qualified to do a history of reggae, except if I'm really high in a basement in Minnesota among friends. Yeah. That's the only time I'm qualified to do that. <laughs> Otherwise, no. This, yeah. Okay, so uh, this has been Twisting the Wind. My name has been Johnny Pemberton. You know what? You have heard from Alton Ellis. Yeah. You heard from some Hawaiian stuff. Uh-huh. You heard from Radioactivity. Radio Please go to feralaudio.com. Buy shit through yeah. our Amazon portal using the the button on the Twisting the Wind page. Click it. Buy these records. Buy it. Uh, if not, buy them on iTunes. If not, just just acquire music. Acquire more music in general. It's worth. It's worth. Uh, it's worth it. Buy my records. And uh, if you need to communicate, it's twistingthewind at gmail.com. Otherwise, twisting you know, I'm just going to keep on uh, laying it smoother and letting it flow out. Thank you for listening to Twisting the Wind. This was a solo episode, and we'll be back next week with a guest. So many fucking guests. color of light that you like. What? Find that color of light that you like. What? Take it, what? move it around you, Never. and allow it to be I the don't. thing that you want it to be. I don't know what you want me to say. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.